Welcome to Alf, the Age Group Multisport Podcast. I'm Richard Conway, and in my spare time, I'm a multi-sport athlete. I compete in... Excuse me, I'll just get that far. Hiya. Yeah, I'm fine. How are you? Yeah, I'm a bit busy at the moment. What am I doing? I'm just in the middle of making a podcast. What's my podcast about? Well, it's about age group multi-sport. Yeah. What do I know about podcasts? I don't know anything about podcasts. No. I'm just having a go. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the idea behind that is to showcase other multi-sport age group athletes. Yeah. Journey, yes. Into the world of podcasting. Show number one. So you'll be hearing from me quite a lot if you listen in and, you know, more importantly though, you'll be listening to a whole range of age group multi-sporters, yeah. Yeah. Well, hopefully um, it'll be entertaining and inspirational um, when you listen and we'll get to hear their stories and they'll be telling us about their journeys and experiences from starting off in multi-sport to racing for the country. And hopefully we'll get some uh, hints and tips that they use for their preparation in multi-sport events, yeah. And then we might be able to use those uh, hints and tips to to our own training, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to ask them a set of questions about um, training regimes and what kind of training programmes that they use and training equipment. Do they uh, are they part of a club or are they on their own? And, um, yeah, yeah. No, I haven't got anybody yet to interview. Well, you think I should um, tell my own story first? Well, that'd be a filler, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. Be a bit boring, probably, but as I haven't got anybody else, I guess it's only right, isn't it? Be the guinea pig, so to speak. Okay, that was a good idea, yeah. All right, then. Yeah, I'll see you later. Love you. Well, I guess it's only fair, then, in that case that I'll tell you about my journey into multi-sport. So here goes. But before we get into that, I've got to just make a quick apology for the poor sound quality coming up in this next bit. Sounds like I'm in a cupboard or a box or something. But I hope it doesn't dim your enjoyment. Thanks a lot. I'm 52. I'm a father of two. Two grown-up boys. Um, husband to Kate, my wife, who you heard just on the phone there, of nearly 30 years. I've got my own gardening business and an adorable dog called Betty. And I've been riding and running socially most of my life, so Kelly was a particular favourite. He was as, as tough as a tough as an ox. Um, Stephen Roach and Robert Miller. Um, Miguel Injury, he was like an engine. Lance Armstrong, yeah, well, you know, I still like him. Listen to his podcasts all the time. And then more, more recently, Bradley Wiggins, Mark Cavendish and Geraint Thomas, who also has done a podcast, which was very funny and entertaining. Yeah, I also loved watching athletics as well, growing up as a kid. And I used to marvel at the likes of Coe, Ovet and Cram and the races that they used to have against each other. Yeah, and uh, yeah. So I ran on a bike growing up, more socially really than, than competitively with the odd race thrown in, but um, yeah, as I got married and I had kids and family life and working life took priority, um, I used to just go out on my bike at weekends uh, for a couple of hours early morning before everybody got up. In fact, it wasn't until my youngest son stopped playing football at 17 did um, my multi-score journey really begin.
I hadn't really ever come across multi-sport events, to be honest. And it was my brother's brother-in-law who was into them. And every now and then, I'd bump into him when I was at home. And he used to tell me about what he was training for. Yeah. And um, he knew I kept myself fit. And my brother had obviously told him that I was big into cycling. And he mentioned there was a race he was doing. It was a sprint duathlon. Well, I hadn't got a clue what duathlon was. Um, so he said, why don't you Why don't you have a go? <laughs> anyway, the event was being held in a little market town of Stokesley, um, which was a stone's throw from my hometown of Stockton. And they were putting on a sprint duathlon. Um, it consisted of a 5k run, 20k bike and a 2.5k run. So I thought, well, to kill two birds with one stone, I decided to go home for a visit and take part in my first duathlon. Yeah, it was a, it was a small race, um, well organised, mainly for locals um, and people around the area. But the fact I hadn't done any real proper training and I didn't have any idea about how to prepare um, other than making sure I could do both disciplines. I was just going in with the attitude that, well, it was going to be a fun morning out and see if I could complete it. Well, I did complete it. It was harder than I thought. It was cold and it was windy, but I got an incredible buzz from finishing it. Um, one that I knew I would want to experience again. And looking at the results afterwards, I thought, oh, I was a bit disappointed, to be honest. But uh, I thought, well, with more time and experience and training, I could get faster. So that's where my multi-sport journey started, really. I realised I wasn't as fit as I thought I was, but my first multi-sport experience in the bag, I needed to find out more about this sport and uh, what the next stage was going to be. So after I got back home to Lincolnshire, I heard that there was a triathlon induction session being put on at the local leisure centre by the BTF. I thought, oh, that'd be good to go and have a, have a look at and uh, find out more about. So off I went to see what triathlon was all about, because that's primarily what it was. It was about the swimming and the biking and the running. Well, I'd only done a duathlon before, so swimming was a whole new ball game to me. Um, the session was great. It was really informative. Um, more to this game than you think, actually. It was a real eye-opener. I learned a lot. Um, with a bit more confidence about what I was doing, I decided I'd enter my first triathlon towards the back end of 2012. And at the same time, I thought, oh, I could do with... Being in a group or something, well, there wasn't any triathlon groups about. It was it was unheard of um, in our area anyway, a little market town of Louth in Lincolnshire. Um, we had a fantastic leisure centre, leisure, leisure facility with a great pool. Um, but I thought, oh, well, there's an athletics club in, in the town, so I thought I'd join that. And, um, yeah, I thought they'd bring me on. They've got organised training sessions and running with, with others would really help. So, uh, yeah, and then I started swimming in the local local leisure centre. I joined that and uh, I started swimming. Well, obviously, I'd already, already carried on biking. Um, so it was really the run sessions were, were the last slot, really. And, um, yeah, I carried on. So with me last, with me, uh, with the triathlon in place, um, I had something to aim for. And again... The triathlon reduction was put on again a few a few months later that I'd been to, and in that group there was there was three people got together and decided they were going to create a local triathlon club in the in, in the town, and it just so happened that one of them lived in my village. Well, he knew I cycled a lot and I ran a bit, and he popped round and asked would I be interested in joining them. Um, they were going to set up in the new year of two thousand and thirteen. 
well, the rest is history. The uh, they created the club. I joined, and the training got even more structured. So that was that was really good. But going back to the first triathlon, well, that was uh, was a local one, and a lot of the guys from the not yet formed tri club were all racing, and that just showed the depth of interest in our area. And um, having basically taught myself front crawl, uh, I could do four hundred meters in a pool, not fast. Um, I turned up on the day with my old aluminium frame bike, a tri suit, goggles, and trainers, and um, I was nervous. I've got to say, I was nervous. Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, Excited as well, and I was I was so happy when I finished, you know, that I had finished the race. Um, again, I hadn't I didn't have to worry about time or position. Um, it wasn't important. I just wanted to finish. And so, five months after taking part in my first multi-sport event in September, which was the duathlon um, in 2012, I completed my first sprint triathlon as well. 45, I was at that point. 45, yeah. Um, so from humble beginnings, learning to swim front crawl and learning about transitioning from swim to bike and bike to run uh, and run training with the athletics club and riding as much as I could um, and taking part in a couple of those multi-sport events in my first year, I just got into it. Yeah, And my wife got into it as well. And she, she also started training and racing uh, and it's become a big part of our lifestyle, to be honest. Uh, something we can do together. Yeah. So the next couple of years... Um, was full of training and events, and we got to meet a group of like-minded people through the club, you know, um, who we've become long-term friends with as it goes, and we've enjoyed great weekends away, racing as well, uh, and uh, training weekends, and our life's just transformed, you know, it is a way of life now. But two years later, after after I'd started in 2014, I think it was, um, I was getting better, um, but disaster struck when I started feeling a bit off. I, I couldn't put my finger on it, you know. Um, I remember feeling dizzy a few times in the garden, and then one one night at athletics, we do it a do it a time trial, and I was awful. I was so slow, and you know, really struggling. Um, and then one afternoon, a week later, well, I think it was the following week actually, um, I blacked out at work. Yeah, not for long. So I come round and I was really worried uh, and I called my wife and I asked her to pick me up. Unfortunately, she took me to the A&E where I was told I was having a heart attack. Yeah, they filled me full of morphine, stuck me in the back of an ambulance and blue lighted me across the Humber Bridge to Hull. And when I got there, they, they operated on me straight away. They cleared the blockage and fitted a stent and I was in hospital for a week. Well, they didn't really know what to do with me because I was, you know, other than having a heart attack, I was fit as a fiddle, wasn't I? But they drug me up, give us a load of medication, and I'm on that now for the rest of my life. But it wasn't so much the physical thing, it was a psychological journey back. It was so scary. But thanks to great support from my family and friends, uh, and Louth Cardiac Rehabilitation, they gave me the psychological support I needed. And I got back to training. It was just walking to begin with, to be honest. And then that walk begun, you know, became into a, it came into a, like a, a jog, it was jogging. Um, but about four months later, with, with determination, I completed the Lincoln 10K. And after that, I think it was about six months after it had happened, I completed an Olympic distance triathlon. So my confidence was restored and I was back on track. 
But it took five years of training and participating in races to get me to the level where I decided, you know what, I'd seen other people in the club getting the, the GB tri suit and uh, racing for the country in the age group, and I thought, I fancy having a go at that. Uh, and I was getting fitter, and my skills were getting better, and my training was getting better, and I knew it would be key to use my strengths to achieve that. I thought I'm not. I'm not probably going to manage triathlon at the moment because my swimming's not not that great. Um, it was my weakest discipline, to be honest. Um, so to be competitive, I knew I'd have to. I'd have a better chance if I tried qualifying for the duathlon. And so in, I looked. I looked into it, and in March 2017, uh, Clumber Park were putting on a sprint duathlon, which was a qualifier for the ETU race. And that's where I qualified for my first age group event. Um, and once I'd qualified, they were taking part in Spain, in Soria. Oh, it was so exciting. The process, waiting for the confirmation to come through to tell me I'd qualified. Um, and then ordering the GB tri-suit. What a, what a proud moment that was. Uh, and then Kate and I sat down, planning and organising the trip, booking flights and accommodation. I had to borrow a bike box from one of the teammates at the club um, and working out how far I had to strip the bike down and sorting out the logistics of flying over with my bike. And then once we were there, it was about getting our bearings. It wasn't a very big town. It was quite nice to, to see such a small place, to be honest. Um, and then we were found, finding our way around. That was all right. But trying to work out the course, um, the race course itself, as with all these events, you know, it's, it's totally confusing when you first get there. But as the, as the closer the event comes, um, it all becomes a bit clearer, you know. So, yeah. And then I was building the bike back up and uh, keeping refueled and hydrated. That kept the nerves at bay a little bit. As well as meeting a whole bunch of um, other athletes with the same aspirations as yourself. Um, and some of them have, have become long-term friends I've met since and raced against. Um, but from the opening ceremony to the closing ceremony, the whole experience was just another level. I was so proud to represent, and uh, it's become one I'd love to try and repeat over and over each year. Uh, and to be fair, with consistent training, I've since qualified to race for, for both ETU and ITU age group events at triathlon and duathlon. Yeah. Yeah, in 2018, I raced at the ITU World Championship Sprint Triathlon in Australia. Wow, what a what a journey that was! It was at the Grand Finals where all the pros are. You know, the the last race of the year, and it was on the Gold Coast. What a lovely place that is! Later that same year, I raced. So that was for triathlon. Yeah, it was a sprint triathlon. And uh, later the same year, I raced at the ETU Championship in the Sprint Duathlon over in Ibiza. That was. Uh, Interesting, novel race, transition on the beach, <laughs> not for long, when the tide came in, they had to move that, that was that was quite an eye-opener. Uh, 2019, I raced at the ETU Championships Sprint Duathlon in Romania. Yeah, Romania. Never never been, would never have planned to go, and we thought, we looked at it, we thought, yeah, well, we'll give that a go, that'll be interesting. Well, what a fantastic race, what great organisation, so cheap. And then this year, I qualified for ETU and ITU duathlons, which ones already take place in Punta Umbria, Spain. And we were so lucky that that went ahead with what's going on now, the coronavirus, everything cancelled, 
all quarantined at home, hence I'm doing this. Um, and also I qualify for the ITU duathlon taking place in uh, Spain, uh, sorry, Al Almera, Holland in September. Well, don't think that's going to go ahead now. Um, yeah, then, and I've also qualified for the ETU Sprint Triathlon Championships in Malmo, Sweden. Don't know whether that'll take place either, because that's in August, and it's not looking likely. But three, three in a year, God, I set, I set my sights out last year for that, and it actually happened, so if it doesn't come to fruition, then so be it. But at least we've raced this year, um, I'm very lucky to have done so. So that's my story so far, I'm... Uh, I'm now going to answer the set of questions that I'm going to put to the other other athletes and age groupers that come on the show. Um, and the first one is, am I coached? Well, I have had coaches over the year, to be fair, um, but mainly for swimming to bring that on. And at club sessions, we've had we've had swim coaches and uh, running coaches. But uh, now now we've got a a swim session midweek, well not now we haven't because obviously everything's closed down but generally we would have one in the week which is coached and then we have a track session on a Saturday which is also coached so that's as far as my coaching's gone um, and I've done alright so far being self-coached to be fair, picking up hints and tips so yeah it's not, it's not gone too bad. My training regime, well it's been refined over the years as you probably appreciate uh, reading lots of books and listening to loads of podcasts and choosing what's right for me. Not the finished article by a long shot. Probably professional coach would just, would just laugh at it and uh, pick it to bits. But again, it's working. Uh, I've qualified, so something something's right. Uh, as I do duathlons and triathlons, competitions start early in the season, usually the end of March if I've qualified for an international duathlon. Um, and then also finishes late as well. If I, again, if I've qualified for an international duathlon, it's usually September. It's beginning and end of the year. So once the season's out of the way, I'll have October off before I start try training again. Yeah. Um, but I'll, before that, I'll sit down and work out what I want to qualify for the following year um, by working out, you know, what races are when. Do we want to go to that place that the, the championships ships are on? Um, so that determines, you know, if we want to go, then that determines whether we enter the races or not. Um, then we'll put those those dates in the calendar, in the diary, and on the training plan. And I'll work backwards and plan out how many weeks to the A race. And then work out when my base training begins. And, uh, yeah, and then we go from there. We go from... It's usually... 24 weeks, something like that, um, starting off with the base training which involves more endurance and not so much intensity and working on weaker parts of my racing and endurance, um, so the weaker parts are usually swimming to be fair, trying to get that nailed technically, which is so hard. This then goes in the build phase um, and then intensity increases slightly, endurance reduces. Uh, and then on to the peak phase and finally race race week. Um, so depending on which stage I'm at, I usually swim, bike and run about three times a week. Uh, I also do yoga a couple of times and strength training a couple of times a week as well. Over the winter, it's usually um, turbo sessions indoors and uh, yeah, still run outside. 
some some treadmill mill work. Uh, next question will be tips for multi-sporters that want to qualify to represent their country. Okay. Race to your strengths. There's a wide range of races available out there to choose from. Pick the type of race, the distance and the location that suits you, um, and your racing style. For example, at my age category, I've far better chance of qualifying for a duathlon than a triathlon due to my run and bike being stronger than my swim. Uh, again, look back at previous races to see what times the athletes in your age group have done. You know, compare your times and see if it's feasible, or do you need to put another another year in to, to work and improve? Get a training diary. Plan your year. Plan how many hours you can spend a week to train. Read as much as you can. Speak to other age groupers that have already been there. Um, and now you can send us questions and emails if you wish. You know, and listen to this podcast. Yeah, listen to this, and hopefully we'll get a lot of uh, information and ideas and tips from the age groupers that are going to be on it. So choose the event that you want to qualify for. And find out where the qualifiers are and race <coughs> for that race and enter and train like you've never trained before and just give it your all and, and enjoy it as you go, you know. What's my favourite resources? Oh, well, favourite resources. I love podcasts, as you can probably tell by doing this. Love podcasts. So much information out there. There's some really good ones. Uh, I've just come across a new one the last few weeks called Purple Patch Podcast. That's a good one. Uh, another one's called Oxygen Addict. That Triathlon Show. Um, Tri-Doc Podcast as well. Yeah, they're all good. And YouTube. I think YouTube's really good. Uh, before I got into all this podcast malarkey, I was... And before I even had a, a Zwift account, I was on GCN because they did some great turbo sessions. So GCN and GTN on YouTube, uh, really good for biking and triathlon. And then there's another guy on there, um, Triathlon Taron. Um, he's on YouTube and he's, he's really good as well. Lots of information, pick your brains. And I'm sure there's loads and loads of things out there that, you know, that you can, there's loads of information, loads of channels that I, I don't even know about. So if you have any ideas, let us know, you know, let us, let us, uh, find out about them. Uh, the last one is a DC Rainmaker for equipment. Uh, he comes up and gets gets reviews, all, reviews all the new equipment, um, all the latest tech, uh, and that's that's really informative. And finally, my favourite piece of equipment. Well, it's my TT bike. Um, it's custom painted Boardman. When the uh, Brownleys were were riding in the World Championship final, which was taking place in UK. Board, they were riding Boardman bikes at the time, and Boardman come up with a paint, uh, special paint for them. But then they, they opened it up to the public. I think it was going to be a limited edition. And they were all hand-painted. So me and my wife, Kate, bought one. And we had it hung up in the, in the games room for a while. And then we got it built by a local bike-building shop. And uh, so it's Boardman Air TT. And we really went to town on it. And it's got Zip 808 on. It's got SRAM ETAP on. And Zip Vuka Stealth Aero Bars. Yeah, it's one of a kind. And it's uh, yeah, it's a dream to ride. And I love it. I just love to look at it, to be honest. It's like art. Um, so that's my favourite piece of equipment. So that's the 
pretty much coming to the end of the first podcast. I hope I haven't bored you all to death. It's been quite fun doing it, to be honest. Um, and now it's your turn if you're interested in coming on and letting me know your G, your uh, age group multi-sport story. You, you don't have to be British, obviously. You can be any nationality you like, as long as you can converse in English, because I can't speak any foreign languages, to be fair. Um, but yeah, so it's open to everybody. Just... Um, when you hear this podcast, I'm gonna I'm gonna put it out on all the social medias. And when you hear this podcast, if you want to drop me a line, if you're interested in coming on and, and having a chat, then uh, that'll be great. So thanks very much. Um, it's alleviated the boredom while we're in lockdown for half an hour for me. So jobs are good. Keep on training. Cheers. <laughs>